Welcome to another podcast at Hunting Under Heaven. I'm your host, James Schultz, and today we're going to try to focus on the blessings that God's Word provides to the family. We're trying to bring about true light, understanding, uh, actually try to teach that each family is like a garden in a unit to create healthy plants, to create good fruit, to create a mindset that is of uplifting and glorifying to God and trying to remove the tentacles of darkness that the pharmaceutical industry has put upon us. Try to remove the fake education and the system of religion that is killing us. Trying to open up the eyes of the blind and to create in each family an ability to overcome the obstacles that we face every day. That's for so long the television, the imagery box, the dead systems of men have created to cause us to trip and stumble in our life and never be to the fullest of our potential. So today at Hunting Under Heaven, my goal is to open up another understanding, another door of righteousness and truth and light that is found out of God's Word. So come along with us as we try to hunt for life under heaven. Well, I must say, if you walked up to a door and you didn't know what was on the other side, and you reached and grabbed that handle and opened that door up, and you saw blackness and darkness, and there was no light, and you didn't know if there was a million mile abyss underneath your feet, would you go in? I don't think so. So what I'm trying to say to people today is why are we going blindly into these doors of unrighteousness? The Word of God says in John chapter 10, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. You see, the door of righteousness is only found through Jesus Christ alone. Other than that, it is darkness. Complete darkness. When the light of Jesus Christ shines upon a heart and shines upon a life, it brings true light not fake light, not an empty light, not a dark light, but it brings the true light where you can actually see what is going on in front of you, around you, behind you, and within you. This is only made possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thus, that is the true light. You see, the book of Isaiah even speaks about this. In Isaiah 60, he says, 
Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. I wish you could understand this, but only by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I pray he comes to you. You know, the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts chapter 20 said, For I have not shunned, this is verse 27, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves. This is a warning. And to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing, that's speaking of his death or his leaving, he says this, shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Men and brethren, citizens, patriots, lovers of truth and righteousness and health, we have a absolute massive problem on our hands today. The problem we face is an age-old problem, and the answer to all of it is found in God's Word. That's why the history was given to us. Uh, there are so many people that refuse this, that reject it, that mess it all up, that don't want anything to do with God's Word. And it's interesting because it is actually the answer to all the satanic, luciferian, wicked systems that are being generated against humanity today. I'm, I'm trying to tell everyone and, and just bring to light that the answers are found in God's Word to this age-old problem that we have faced from generation to generation. We have wicked men that have money, that control people, that destroy lives, influenced by the wicked system of Luciferianism. It's just something that we've got to figure out. And I want to read you a couple things in the book of Jude. Okay? Simply put, you must look at the scriptures of old of why these men were warning future generations about an evil and a system of degenerate, sinful, lawless ones that hated God and hated humanity and hated the creation. This is what I want to wake people up to today. We have got an enemy that is an enemy against our soul and our life and the image of God that we are made in his likeness, the family of God, our health, our mind, the beauty of, of man and woman and children. This is something that I'm trying, I'm, I'm almost desperate in this, these last days, uh, this last time on this earth that I believe we're in. And I'm telling people everywhere, if you think that you're going to escape this system of, of tyrannical darkness by some other means and some other way and some other power outside of God's sovereignty and his grace that he knows the end from the beginning he knows things uh, tomorrow from the past so when I tell you this Jude is writing the words of the Lord okay so here's what he says he said beloved when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation 
it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, an earnest contending. This is like something that you've never even comprehended. An earnest contention? That's That means that you have literally spent every energy that you have, all your waking hours, fighting for something that is so vital and so important that there is nothing else that gets in your way. That is what an Olympic athlete does. That is what individuals that take state and NCAA championships, they don't let, and they don't let things get in their way and muddle their mind and take away their energies and strengths. They put their focus into it. So what he's dealing with is, beloved, you have such a great conflict at stake here and you have such a great enemy that you don't even comprehend that's why I'm writing this love letter to you. I'm writing this in pure love, God's love, so that you may have eyes to see, ears to hear, a mouth to speak, a life to live that is absolutely ready as a serious warrior that doesn't get distracted from the right to left and gives no quarter to the enemy. Why? Because there is an enemy that wants nothing more than the destruction of your soul, the destruction of your body, the destruction of your family, the destruction of everything good and right. And people say, oh, you're out of your mind. You're going to tell me there's some kind of a conspiracy theory out there that is really in intent on destroying people? Um, all of the scriptures, the law and the prophets spoke of it. Jesus Christ came. He spoke of it. He went to the cross because he overthrew the money changer, the banking system, their tables in the temple, and he rejected the temple system of idolatry that they had made. They had made the father's house a den of thieves, covetous practice. And so he says here, Jude says, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained unto this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there are so many uh, voices in the world today that are speaking uh, untruths and minimizing the actual uh, sinister programs of a satanic influence and the, the wicked practices of media and politics and financial institutions and pharmaceutical uh, systems of men that are created to poison the human, destroy the soul, destroy the, re, uh, the relationship with God, destroy the family. And we're seeing the numbers just stack up and mount. And in today's day and age, it's as if you, you, people don't even want to really deal with uh, this reality because they've been blinded, their eyes and their mind and their very being has been blinded away from truth into dark uh, worlds, dark realities, dark um, uh, systems of men. And what the scripture teaches in this history of the, of the Bible uh, and what it actually says, and that's what the wicked one is really fighting against. He's fighting against God's word. He doesn't want God's word to be in the hands of any human. He wants to destroy humanity, and he's doing a pretty good job at it today. But let me remind you, the book of Jude is clear. In verse 5, he says, I will therefore 
put you in remembrance. You better take thought. I want to bring to your remembrance these things. And that is what Brother James is doing right here at Hunting Under Heaven. He's bringing to remembrance things out of the Word of God because there is no other antidote to the disease, to the problems that men are facing today than God's Word. And, and so hear me. He says, I will put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. There is wicked influences to cause individuals to fall away from God's word, away from God's law, away from the righteousness found in Jesus Christ, away from everything holy, and be plunged into this abyss of darkness. Listen to what he says here. And the angels, this is the problem. This is what we're getting down to in the book of Jude. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Do you not comprehend this? Maybe you don't. Let me bring you up to speed. The fallen angels that the book of Enoch spe speaks of clearly that other uh, apostles and other prophets have referred to this this actually happened and we have to really gather our mind together and take note of this to understand really where we are today as a people a lot of people may ask why do you keep referring to the book of enoch what is so significant about that well i let me back up a little bit and say that uh the book of enoch is important because it is a book that was left out of, quote, the canonized scriptures. But it is referred to, and I believe has so influenced the writers of the Old and New Testament that you cannot deny it. There's too much evidence. And I mean, if, you have, if, if our law stated that in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established, like the Old Testament uh, spoke to Moses about law and witnesses, the cloud of witnesses concerning Jesus Christ and his resurrection was over 500 men uh, that, that uh, witnessed it, saw it. Uh, that was written about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You could refer to that. But Paul the Apostle said about Enoch that he had this testimony that he pleased God. And we read also in the scriptures of, of Jude saying that, and Enoch, verse 14 of Jude, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. So he's using that. And then you start, as you start reading uh, the Old and New Testament together, you'll see that the writings of Enoch are found all the way through them. So, yes, it is important. And why I keep referring to that? Because there's some powerful understanding given to humanity in these last days. Because Enoch's writings, right from the get-go, said that he wrote this for a far-off and remote generation. So, I believe that is where we are now. And I could go through a whole study on the weeks that he gave, the first through ten weeks, ten weeks in its seventh part. Um, and that's a, for a different subject matter that I pray sometime I could get into. But I want to get back to what Jude's saying for humanity now. There is a very important um, uh, place that this fits into our life, and it is right now. The, the, the importance of Jude's writing and the importance of the New Testament writers is so vital that we look back and say, what were they actually saying? Why did Jesus come? Why is salvation such a big thing? What is the deal with the soul? How come Jesus had to 
die on the cross and shed his blood. Those are deep things that those that are spiritual understand and others that are not. Maybe they twist them to their own destruction and maybe they reject them totally. But I keep calling individuals back. I'm just a small voice here, but the power of the Holy Spirit, that, that power gives individuals an understanding. And that's what I pray you have. I keep praying that the Holy Spirit of God would raise up a generation uh, of men and women that have actually ran away from God's word, rejected it, went a whoring after uh, the system of Hollywood. But then they wake up because of the power of the Most High and say, hmm. This ain't working so good. This is a poison factory. This is a dead zone. This whole system of um, religion and uh, education systems and the um, pharmaceutical systems and our food supplies and our families in disarray, this is all a poison factory. What is going on? Well, once they say that because the Lord is waking people up and ministers are, are laboring with people everywhere and saying, no, I reject that. Uh, no, this is true. The Word of God says it. And we get back to the Word rather than science falsely so-called. I mean, do we not prove science with a theory based on fact? Or now has it become a science falsely so-called that we can just pull anything out of our hats? And that's what it is. Kind of sounds like modern day politics too. And it's kind of sounds like modern day media spin doctors that are wizards and sorcerers that have nice little glasses on and their hair cut perfectly and their little outfits on. And they look so um, um, pure and, and righteous sitting in their little seats. All the while they're ravening wolves. All the while their doctrine and their ideologies are against truth and righteousness. That, listen, God's judgment that is righteousness. His righteousness, that is judgment. So what Jude is actually saying, he's saying, remember these things, beloved. Remember, though, you once knew this. Maybe in the past your grandma said it. Maybe in the past your mom said it. Your dad said it. You heard it from a preacher, but you went a whoring after the Babylonian cult and the dark Luciferian fake light, and you woke up in an absolute fran uh, uh, frantic and, and panic attack, and you were desperate because you're completely empty in your soul, and you're like, what is going on? Can you help me? Well, Jude has help. He says, Though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. It's not a good thing that you start out believing and then reject it. It's a good thing that you keep praying, Lord, help thou mine unbelief. It's not a good thing that you come unto Christ one day and then um, turn against him the next. It's not a good thing that you say, I'm going to keep part of the law, but then you defile it by rejecting it in part and you break all of it. It's not a good thing to... Um, uh, speak one thing out of your mouth and then your heart is far from the Lord. So he's saying, listen to why. This is the reason why. Listen to this. He says, and the angels. What? This is talking about what the Enochian writings declare in, in a better clarity. The angels, which kept not their first estate. That's hard for even me to comprehend at times the angels which kept not their first estate they were heavenly bodies they were blessed to be in the presence of the most high they were given the enjoyments of an eternal life and they were beyond our terrestrial comprehension and there was a band of them that Enoch gives the number I can't recall, over 200. 
led by Azazel, which is unto him, he said, I ascribe all sin. That was Enoch. There's a whole history there of the fallen angels coming down on Mount Hermon, uh, taking up a habitation and uh, laying with the women of earth, uh, creating, as it were, giants. And the history of giants has been shut down and covered up by the religious institutions because they don't want you to know all this history. But it's being opened up today. And yet we have all the history of the giants and those that were among them in those days, according to Enoch, they died in a 500-year war prior to the flood. And Noah and the, the family that gets on the ark and the flood happens and the history there, he's basically trying to show us that this happened even though men, wicked and base men, want to cover it up and the deceiver wants to deceive you and say it didn't really happen and it doesn't exist. But the history and what is uh, before us and what the obvious is, is coming to the surface now. And he says this, the angels which kept not their first estate. I can't even comprehend that. They rejected things of God. They wanted their own way. They went after their own will. They, they, they broke the law of God. They became the lawless ones. And this is, this is I believe, it, it puts it in a better perspective of who you are warring against. You can't just say, oh, the devil on my shoulder said, do this. And the angel said, on my other shoulder said, do that. And oh, sin, and oh, this made me do it. And oh, that made me do it. Well, there's an industry of evil that is ages past that is still here. And that is who we're dealing with. So I want you to understand this. The angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. They left heaven itself. Think about this. Why do you think it a hard thing to reject God's word? Why do you think it's a hard thing or something cataclysmic or apocalyptic to reject God's law or to believe in his declared son, Jesus Christ, or to see his miracles or to partake in his covenant of grace or to enter into his glory or to obey his word you the reason that that there are things that happen is because an enemy has taken up and cast a bank and a mount and an assault against humanity i don't believe most people can understand who the enemy really is we call it all these names devil satan dragon beast okay and if you look at each one of those words they have a significant meaning that probably aren't ex they probably not exactly what you thought they meant just for instance serpent means shining one hmm? dragon means beast or leviathan okay satan is often used by Enoch in the plural form okay and it doesn't actually mean a lot of the times what we thought it meant but when you look at this portion of Jude he says the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation then why is it such a big deal for you to comprehend that you really don't want to be part of God 
you don't even know. The, the real reason is, like, um, the scriptures teach in 1 Corinthians, I believe, 2.14. And, and I'll have to check that. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. So the dilemma that the natural man has being deceived by the wicked one in the garden, this first man, Adam, and his wife, Eve, and I'm not going to go into major detail on that, but there is a transgression that happened against God and his law and therefore plunged all mankind into this road of sin, depravity, wrong choices, uh, uh, lust, desire, corruption, and death. Okay? If there were no sin, nobody would die. What? Yeah, if there was no sin, because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Sin is, in simple, in a simple term, sin is the transgression of God's law. What? So there, if, if there's a transgression against God's law in any point, it equates death. Today, if you murder somebody and get caught and it's punishable by a capital punishment, you die. Okay? That's what happens. In God's law, when you break one point of the law, there was death. There was a death sentence. So we've been dealing with death and the cause of it, but the influence behind it comes from these that left their first estate broke the law of God, became the lawless one, and influenced humanity from the beginning. Eve, deceived by the serpent, the shining one, who took the form of a snake and subtly ruined the covenant between Adam and Eve, not only in marriage, that was uh, horrible, but in their firstborn son and their second son were Cain, which was of that wicked one, murdered his brother Abel, which was a keeper of the sheep. Okay, so the from the get-go, murder and bloodshed and antagonism to righteousness. This may be hard for some to understand. Why I'm bringing this to the attention of everyone today is because we are dealing with an age-old enemy. The wicked one the devil, the satans, the lawless ones, the fallen angels, the industry of evil, the cabal, the sorcerer, the wizards, the necromancers, the channelers, the mediums, the, those that practice divination and witchcraft, the ones that God called and Enoch spoke of as the lawless ones. They don't have a law even among themselves. They murder and kill and destroy that which God made beautiful and upright. Why is, uh, why is no one really escaping this and why has humanity got such issues? Well, I've dealt with this in the past. I'm going to bring it up again that being that God's temple is within you and that's where God dwells, no one escapes this that are born of the Spirit of God and believes in Christ. No one does because that's where the attack is coming. He says these angels left their own habitation, and for them, the Bible says, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness under the judgment of the great day. 
I want you to consider this. To mankind, God had mercy. To mankind, there was a salvation created and given to mankind. To mankind, there was mercy and grace shown. But unto these angels, there is no mercy. That we can take up with God later. I don't understand it all. But I do know that he was angry with them. The Bible says that the Lord is angry with the wicked every day. What wicked? Well, go back to the beginning. There was a wicked influence that killed Abel, whose blood cried out for justice, who killed Christ, whose blood cried out for justice, and justice was wrought and given to the elect of God, the saints of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we are saved in the soul and sealed unto the day of redemption, everyone that believeth in the blood of Christ. And that blood that Jesus spilt on Calvary and on the cross was in direct defiance and open opposition against the lawless ones. They thought they had won by murdering the heir, the prince of glory, the elect plan of righteousness. But in fact, they lost the battle. He says here, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. What is that? The Bible says, any man that defileth the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Don't you know how to possess your own vessel in honor and sanctification? And if you don't, you're corrupting the temple of God. And he's speaking of fornication, how fornication is not just physical, it's a spiritual act, and it is a destruction to not only mind, body, and soul, and it creates the insatiable appetite to bring upon more and more diseases in every age, in every generation, young and old. It is destructive, and that is something that the wicked one introduces to humanity. Well, you, you don't agree with me on that? Read Second Revelation 2 and 3, where he speaks of um, this uh, fornication that Jezebel caused the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to make, commit fornication. So the two things go together. There was drinking and eating of human flesh and blood in their sacrifices and the children murders and the, the acts of, of barbarity so uh, grotesque I can't even speak about it. And then they committed uh, sexual immoralities to the point of destroying their own body. And that's what he says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah, this is what the doctrine, do you understand? This is the doctrine of the fallen angels. This is what they teach to humanity. The seductions, the sleight of hands, the uh, lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. When a man is, uh, uh, is drawn away of his own lust and entice, it winds up in death. God tempteth no man, but a man is drawn away of his own lust. And this comes from the influence of the fallen angels. So even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to complete reprobate fornication. This comes from the fallen angels. If you understand what L.A. means, Los Angeles, it's in representation of the lost angels. If you look at, I believe, Paramount Pictures, when they bring in the very first a portion of their films, always upon introduction, I believe it's Paramount, the, the fallen angels or the stars, the fallen stars come out of the dark clouds, they go down through the clouds, they come across the earth, and then one of them skims its tip across the waters and goes up, and all of them come over, I think there's 20 or 
22 of them, stars go up over the pyramid or that all-seeing eye representation of Luciferianism. And they go up over the top of that. That's just a representation of something that Hollywood, which is Juan, Sorcerer's Brew, they've created in their industry. But Los Angeles speaks of the lost angels or the fallen angels or those that left their first habitation and were called the lawless ones of God by Enoch in his writings. This is super important to understand because here is what they did. They taught the children of men the appetite, the insatiable appetite of strange flesh. This is eugenics 101. This is mixturing of kinds. The reason that the whole earth had corrupted its ways and was destroyed in the flood because all flesh had corrupted its ways. You see, God had to then send uh, a flood upon the earth because of this corruption. And in like manner, he had to send down his holy angels uh, to rescue Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah and to speak to Abraham concerning this. And it's all recorded in the scriptures. And they had to go down and literally drag Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, because of the absolute lawless and disgusting disturbing events that went on there in the book of Jasher Jasher gives a real and that's another good book to read that does mention two different times in the scriptures uh, in the book of Joshua and I believe it is in Samuel but it's uh, speaking of Sodom and Gomorrah and I think Jasher's account was very very um, direct and and clear how they treated people there and what they did there and I, I won't go into that in detail but that their problem was is they they went after going after or fornicating with and in their lewdness strange flesh all kinds and if you and this is something maybe i'm stretching a lot of people are oh give me a break but if you look at greek mythology and the mixturing of half bull half man of half horse half man of these creatures a lot of that method, uh, mythology, a lot of people say that that's not real. But if you look at what the fallen angels taught and did and how they operated, there's more truth to that than I can even um, uh, bring in this little uh, podcast. There's a lot more truth to that because it's a destroying, um, you got to understand this, it's a destroying tactic of the wicked one and the fallen angels doctrine. That God made all these things beautiful and upright and the earth very beautiful and wholesome and the garden excellent. And the wicked one, because of his jealousy and rage and hatred against God, had a desire to take everything God made and defile it. You see, there's a difference between sanctification, purity, and be ye holy for I am holy, saith the Lord. And the wicked one's doctrine is be filthy, be lawless, be corrupt be corruptors, be thieves, be violent, be murderous, be destroying, be hateful, be unkind, be uh, reprobate and degenerate in all your ways. This is what, corrupt all things. The Bible speaks in a certain place, and I can't remember where it is right now. Check me on it. But the Lord speaks that he'll destroy those that destroy the earth. There's a great destruction upon those that evilly corrupt and pollute God's creation, and we are part of that creation. So they went after strange flesh, and he says, and they are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. God's fire is like burning the dross out of the silver or the gold. God's fire 
we, there's a difference between water and fire in this sense. They seem to be opposite. One is a cleansing agent and one is a purifying agent, but the, or, or one is a cleansing agent as water, but fire is purifying to the core. So what God speaks about often by the power of the Holy Spirit and the fire of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is what gives the throne room of our heart entrance of Christ to sit there. Because it removes all the dross and all the impurities out of the throne of, of heaven for Christ to dwell within our temples. That's why he says, be ye holy as I am holy. Be ye sanctified. It's a daily cleansing and sanctification. And, and we are to mortify the members of uncleanness. Why? And how? Why? For purity and access of the Father that we don't quench the Holy Spirit that we're not found resisting the Holy Spirit, that we're no blasphemers of the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Because his, his, his place within this tabernacle of flesh is very important for us to understand that heavens is in within us. The new Jerusalem is within you. The foundation of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Where Christ dwells is within you. You're the temple of God. So this brings us to the subject of, well, what are we supposed to do with it? How are we supposed to how are we supposed to overcome this? Well, this these examples of old were given historically for mankind and 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 uh, humanity to understand what we're up against. He Jude says in verse eight, likewise also these filthy dreamers. He calls them filthy dreamers. Okay, like you look at the Imagine All the People song by John Lennon and, you know, all the words that are in that song, which is, I can't stand that song, by the way. Sorry, if you're a John Lennon fan, so be it. He was a Luciferian and I'm over it. I can't stand that song. I can't stand any of his, but I'm making reference to it because it is speaking of a doctrine, a one world Luciferian global system in opposition Nothing to fight, nothing to live and die for, no religion to. You understand what I'm saying? This is a doctrine of the masses. And this is a filthy dreamers. That if you can, he, he said, this they, Jesus, uh, the, the word of God of old said about the Tower of Babel, and this they have imagined to do, and now nothing will be restrained from their imagination, what they've imagined to do. So men, God made the Bible says God made man upright, but man hath sought out many evil inventions. And the imagination of man's heart is also said that is continually filled with evil. Okay? The, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God does. He and that's why Jude is saying the condition of man and their heart and their 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 position before the Lord, they're always corruptors. Why? Because they have an evil influence of a satanic industry of Luciferian practices and sorcery and witchcraft. And so to try to get over that on our own, uh-uh, it's not going to happen. That's why the Savior, that is why the great Savior is battling with an enemy way bigger than you and I. When you think of the words spoken of the enemy of our soul and how deep that is, the depths of Satan, which I don't even want to know. It's something that we need to hit our knees every day and say, repent and believe for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe for that is our only hope and stay. Repent and believe. If you're pricked in the heart today, repent and believe the word of Jesus Christ.
can I say this as well? You tell me if if there is another way that brings solace other than the way, the truth, and the life that God the Father declared that is only through this, His Son. Neither is there any name given under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. This is dealing with the salvation of the soul. And the monster of sin that is around us, all these people have all these quote-unquote answers that they're going to find some spiritual awakening, some light in some man-made fabrication uh, of emptiness. And it's not there. I'm sorry to say, it is not there. These other religious institutions, these other ways and means to get, quote, enlightened, they just don't work. And I'm, I'm trying to bring you back to the history of God's word. The reason Jesus Christ came, now listen to me in this. The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. We see that every day. But the reason the scriptures declare this, that Jesus Christ came, for this purpose, Jesus came that he might destroy the works of the devil. How? Well, the works of the devil are against you, beloved. The works of the devil are against every fabric of your life. Your soul first, to destroy the soul and make merchandise of it. Your physical body, how you perform and operate, make it sick, make it weak, make it dying, make it full of chemicals and poisons and toxicity. The family, to destroy the family of God, disrupt marriage, disrupt unity, disrupt the children, disrupt their lives, uh, cause fathers to go off after other whores and women, cause women to go after other men, cause this whole thing to break down from the get-go. Put men one against another, shake up the tree of humanity and cause them to war against each other and cut each other's branches off. Destroy fruit-bearing people. Uh, you got an industry right now of evil that is trying to round up all the voices, all the men that are truly warriors that are still left. Because we really have a generation right now of empty heads and empty minds and weak bodies and pathetic views and Darwinism and evolutionism and atheism that rejects everything of God and has some other um, fabricated way of some transforming light and transhumanistic view and we're going to figure it out by being all computer chipped and we're going to have a, a great awakening in terms of dark light and reject God's word, reject God's law. Well, I, I will say this, if that's the case, then I leave you with this. Let God be true and every man a liar. Okay? Let every man be a liar before the face of the Most High God. You reject everything about it, then you live your life in questions and misery and never knowing and waking up way too late. The pit is before you. You're standing on your feet right now. Jesus Christ is declared by the Father as the way, the truth, and the life. And he that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. All that the Father giveth me shall come unto me, and him that cometh unto, unto me I will in no wise cast out. You see, these things God gave to humanity and to his elect and to his people that really believe for the salvation against such a great enemy. If you don't understand that, that you have a great enemy, then you're still living in foolishness. I saw a um, podcast the other day of some individual making light of quote-unquote conspiracy theories and making light of quote problems and ooh all these things and <clears throat> I just had to shake my head and say that's a foolish in individual if you don't consider that there is a great enemy warring against you for your demise 
then you need to wake up today and come back to the truth of God's word and actually realize that these men of old knew it way better than you did. They were closer to it and they saw it. Not to say that we don't see the effects of it today, because we do. We see the effects of it on marriage, on children, on family, on sex trafficking, on drug addictions, on psychological deranged human beings, on political lying and scheming, degenerates in power, uh, the Hollywood elite that are corruptors in the pedophile ring, uh, the disgusting leadership that is should not even be leadership uh, in politics that we need to remove. Uh, everybody obeying the master's voice, muzzling people with these face masks today over a false pandemic, a pandemic of sorts that is contrary to truth. It's science falsely so-called. The more you investigate it, the more obvious it becomes. Uh, but you're seeing humanity bowing down to a Luciferian uh, word, bowing down to a frequency of the dead, the blind leading the blind, all falling into the ditch. Uh, I question everything as it concerns me con uh, pertaining to God's word, because if God is true and every man's a liar, then whatsoever seemed great in the eyes of men, whatever, whatsoever is esteemed awesome, whatsoever is esteemed popular in the eyes of men is abomination in the sight of God. I want you to be exposed to truth for maybe the first time in your life to be exposed to why God put Adam in a garden for his health physically for his health spiritually as a connection to in relationship to communion with God the Father when sin came he lost that communion and in so doing died but through Jesus Christ we are reconciled back unto the Father through his shed blood through his sacrificial work through his finished perfect work and there is hope there. There is a stay there. There is a foundation there. Uh, I hope today uh, to leave you with a, a few thoughts uh, from the book of Enoch. I'm going to actually let it let it roll for a few minutes on just the, the tenor of his thought and just the spirit of what he was speaking of. It's an audio version of it. But I, I really encourage you today uh, to open your eyes and investigate. And, you know, Americans right now, and I call this to Americans uh, we are in a, a literal closing window of opportunity to gather ourselves together. And I say this with all seriousness of, of heart, mind, soul before the Lord. Minutemen of old, the Minutemen gathered themselves together and, and, and made a defense. Americans, I call you to make a defense. I beg you to make a defense and come up with some options for an offense. You've got a great enemy that's warring against your freedoms, your rights, your liberties, the truth of God's word, your health, your very choices that you make every day, your children, and they're coming for you. And unless you make a defense locally on county levels, uh, community levels, uh, out on the country levels, in the city levels, and I beg you, I urge you, to get together with everyone and make a defense and bulwarks. Strengthen one another because if you don't have the communication of the internet and cell phones uh, that we are actually being tracked by, then you really don't have anywhere to fall back on with one another. Don't you see we've become a canning jar Christianity? We've been, become a canning jar uh, community. We got our bank. We don't need each other. We can kind of do what we want, when we want, go where we want, how we want. And we all put on a smile on our face, but we're literally human beings canned in a jar, clanging around in each other, and there's no exchange of life, there's no exchange of views. And you see how this uh, system shut everybody down even tighter, S social distancing, baloney, masks, 
baloney. You're being muzzled. You're being um, house arrested. And the next stage is um, martial law and the final and total removal of all those that are in opposition to their grinding out war machine of destruction and misery to humanity coming from uh, pedophile advocates like uh, Bill Gates and uh, pedophile advocates like uh, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, pedophile advocates like um, the Soros campaign, uh, pedophile advocates like all Hollywood elite, um, pedophile advocates like uh, the Zuckerberg Foundation and these Clinton and, and Hillary Foundations and these shields like Joe Biden that are absolute uh, child molesting fakes. Uh, they're frauds. And people said, I had a, a person say to me, oh, I totally respect Bill Gates. He's so brilliant. No, he's not. He's a prop. He's a CIA operative. You need to do some digging on him. He's an absolute financially backed by the Soros uh, people. He's backed by the crown. He's backed by the Rothschilds. He's backed by these people, just like Elon Musk is. I'm calling him out as a shield as well. I don't care what he says. I don't care how he portrays himself. That dude was losing his rear end years ago and was uh, bailed out by very, very wealthy money men. Uh, so we have to understand who these people are and how they keep propping one another up. They're fake. They're into AI. They're into the development of transhumanism. They're into the development of cyborg humanity in terms of chimeras, part man, part machines. They're into the development of the brain being actually attached with nanotechnology to um, create a, quote, part AI, part human. This is something that people say, oh, you're way off your rocker. No, this is stuff that goes way back. It's part of the eugenics program. It's part of mixturing of kinds. It's part of the fallen angels mentality. And people, you can look at me and say, you're a conspiracy theory. No, conspiracy actually is to overthrow something like a government. And theory is basically you come up with an idea, but you can't quite prove it. Okay, We're, if, it's, if it's a conspiracy theory, then I am that's the furthest thing from my mind what i believe is true and fact and that is true science and it is true evidence and it is true according to god's words is the history of god's word telling us who our enemy is showing what they did of old showing who christ is in the salvation of our soul and why he's needful and exposing the darkness with his marvelous light all other light is fake and it's phony, but the light of Jesus Christ is true. So at Hunting Under Heaven today, I'm really just wanting to bring the scriptures to light, what we're really up against. And as true patriots and Americans right now, we need to advocate one another's uh, uh, conversation, our, our togetherness, our community, our, our defense, our walls uh, of defense that we can create one with another and actually speak about it as men at men should of old. In, this, in our uh, Revolutionary War and the great conflict uh, that the Continental Army had against the crown of old, we have to be those men at men. We have to be those modern-day um, Hancocks, those modern-day uh, Adams, those modern-day Benjamin Franklins, those modern-day Jeffersons, those modern-day men of war that said, give me liberty or give me death. And they did it because they understood true freedom through the Word of God. You you will realize someday and if nobody's ever watched the book of eli it's it's a cut it's a it's a pretty good story of uh of sorts but that is 
going to be the case, I believe, where the word of God is absolutely sought after for its total and final destruction. And if the word of God be in you, know, my dear fellow patriots and uh, patriots of this world of freedom, we have an enemy coming against and warring against the temple of God within your heart. So hunting under heaven, James Schultz, uh, this has been a wonderful podcast. I, I hope and pray you're inspired today. Give me some feedback. Give me some uh, uh, emails. Share this with your friends if it's good. I'm going to just keep trying as the Lord lays it upon my heart to labor with you uh, for his glory, for his honor. And uh, do your best to be a patriot and a citizen of truth, freedom, health, righteousness, uh, justice, and mercy, and love. Above all things, love one another and having done all of these things with our shield of faith, our helmet of hope of salvation, all the things that God's gave, given to us as battle gear to stand, be vigilant, stand against the enemy of our soul and pray without ceasing. All right. Aloha. Tear down the bridges, drain all the rivers.
seventh month, on the fourteenth day of the month, in the life of Enoch. In that parable, I saw how a mighty quaking made the heaven of heavens to quake, and the host of the Most High, and the angels, a thousand thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand were disquieted with a great disquiet. And the head of days sat on the throne of his glory, and the angels and the righteous stood around him. And a great trembling seized me, and fear took hold of me, and my loins gave way, and dissolved were my reins, and I fell upon my face. And Michael sent another angel from among the holy ones, and he raised me up. And when he had raised me up, my spirit returned. For I had not been able to endure the look of this host, and the commotion, and the quaking of the heaven. And Michael said unto me, Why art thou disquieted with such a vision? Until this day lasted the day of his mercy. And he hath been merciful and long-suffering towards those who dwell on the earth. And when the day, and the power, and the punishment, and the judgment come, which the Lord of Spirits hath prepared for those who worship not the righteous law, and for those who deny the righteous judgment, and for those who take his name in vain, that day is prepared for the elect a covenant, but for the sinners an inquisition.